I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. So when we talked to Maddie Love on the Minnesota Trans Atheist podcast, we mentioned that therapy is a really, really good thing to help with, not just with transition, but with any sort of life changes like parenting, like relationships, like all that stuff. And so we wanted to talk a little bit for ourselves about therapy and how it has been beneficial, how it can be beneficial for more than just getting your letter. You have found therapy to be very helpful. Yes, I have found therapy to be very helpful throughout different periods of my life. Yes. And in particular, in support of my transition. Mm-hmm. You, on the other hand, haven't really found therapy to be very helpful. Yeah, you were right. I, I really haven't found therapy to be very helpful. And part of that is because I haven't done a lot with it. I tried it a little bit when I was in high school, trying to get my head wrapped around what was wrong with me and why I couldn't quite find happy. That's usually why people go to therapy. That point in my life. Yeah. And the guy that I started to try and see that was on my dad's insurance just was not a good fit. And I was able to do a little bit more problem solving on my own than he was able to help me with. So I really didn't get much out of that situation. And I learned from that situation how to do my own problem solving, really. Good. Mm-hmm. Good that you figured out what to do. Yeah. Typically, people do... Hopefully, they get to go to therapy if they're feeling quite that way. Yes. And transition is usually one of those things. Yeah, when your body and your hormones and everything are all wrong and everything about every person's interactions with you are all wrong, it can be awfully hard to find happy. Yeah, it's kind of your whole life Yeah, is wrong. At that point. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it is related to transition and gender and transgenderness. But a lot of it affects other parts of your life that will require other types of problem solving. Yes. I am in the minority of people who don't find therapy to be helpful or who haven't found therapy to be helpful. But most people do find it helpful in one way or another. Well, and you do have to have some way of coping with stressors. And lots of people have very functional ways mm-hmm. of coping with stressors. Lots of people have not-so-functional ways. Yeah. But um, you do have your ways of de-stressing. Yes. Usually they involve exercise and or screens. Yes. And then you have a willingness to check on your status in interaction with others, whether it's communication, just trying to be aware of your interactions and your communication. Uh, You have an interest in that, which is important. Yes. So those types of things can help you also not need think I often have too much interest in that. Have I done something to upset you? 
Am I acting like an ass today? Is everything okay? You do that more when your estrogen is higher. Yeah, certain points in my cycle I get really paranoid about stupid shit. And other times you're okay with everything. Yeah. As far as I can tell. About two days out of every 30, I'm weird. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm now, a girl. Now that I'm totally out of that cycle thing, I, I forget sometimes and I say, shit, something's wrong with my wife. And then, then you say, I think I'm PMS. And I'm like, oh. Why the hell am I acting like a girl today? What's wrong with me? Now I know what's wrong with her. It's okay. <laughs> so it's kind of terrible. It is. Because until I figure it out, I'm like, I don't know what to do. This is not normal. <laughs> but even when I'm having those really rough patches, I, I do still have that sense of something is wrong and I need to check on what's going on in the world around me. I need to have a reality check on whether or not what I'm experiencing is reality and whether or not I should be doing something to remedy the situation. Right. So, and that's really a lot of what therapy. That's a lot of what therapy helps you do. Yes. Especially when things are bigger than what you're finding you can handle. Mm -hmm. And again, back to transition. Transition tends to fall in that category. It does. Bigger than what I was expecting to handle. Yeah. And what I'm equipped with in my surroundings to handle. And. You know, there's a, a certain amount of outside support that hopefully most of us have, but it's not the same thing. I found it's not the same as therapy. When something comes to a point where I'm not finding my coping skills, my usual ways of resolving conflicts, usually with myself and my interaction in the world or the world's interaction with me, and I'm aware that that it's affecting my behavior, my work, just my well-being. That That's the type of thing that makes me say, hmm, let me call the therapist. Yes. If I don't have one, it makes me say, I think I should find a therapist. And you're lucky now to have one that works well with you and that is understanding of all the different aspects of your unique situation. Yes, and I did seek a therapist that had some experience with transition, uh, just prior to transitioning, mainly because I was going so nuts with trying to deal with the healthcare system. Yeah. And again, it's one of those things that's bigger than you, and you need to have that sounding board and that help finding tools to A, validate your reality, mm -hmm. and B, cope with the reality. Mm-hmm. What I've tended to find when I go to therapy, and I, I know I found this definitely with the current therapist who has lots of experience with transition type stuff, is that the problem was really not only as big as I was feeling it was, but it was actually bigger than I was wanting to realize. And... That's why I had run out of coping. Mm -hmm. That always makes me feel like I can take a deep breath and say, oh, wow, okay, maybe I'm handling this better than I thought because it's a really, really big deal 
it's not just um, the the regular amount of of stressors that go with this, and that tends to be, I think, it, it overall true with anything related to transition. Mm-hmm. So if you can find that type of therapist wherever you are, that's that's the best support you can do. I I've had a lot of experience with therapy over the years. You have. You also had your first experiences with therapy in high school. Yes, I did. Yes. And I know my mother had gone to therapy. Mm-hmm. And I knew there was some history of depression. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought, I always, you know, I thought that that mine was related to that. But looking back now, I understand quite clearly that it was related to my gender difference, my brain versus my body and yes. place I had been put in the world. There's the interaction of that and the fact that you do have a family history of mental health issues and the fact that sometimes uh, psych meds are needed to help deal with a chemical imbalance, a clinical depression, a bigger problem, a physiological problem that affects your mental health. Right. And I have no idea what part of that might be genetic you know, with my mom's history. My mom also had a lot of trauma in her family. So she has that, but then how does that affect the chemical balance while she was having her pregnancy mm-hmm. and affect my development? Right. Did it affect my chemical balance as far as mental health? Did it affect my, you know, gender status? I have no idea. I mean, Your mom thinks your gender is because she went on the nuclear sub. Well, that gave me other problems, I'm sure of it. But um, yeah, who goes on a nuclear sub while they're pregnant? What's wrong with these people? Wait, they're my parents. Never mind, I already know. Okay, so I first went to my own therapy though when I was in when I was in high school, and I was sent there by my mom's friend, who was also a school psychologist at a different school, and. Being a school psychologist, he was just really strange, this guy. It wasn't just a school counselor. It was a school psychologist. Oh, yeah. Psychologist. And... Big city. They have these. Knowing a lot of people in the mental health field, as we do, it's pretty clear that the more psych degrees you have, the more you needed the psych degree. Yeah, it's just, you know, look at Freud for a perfect example. Yeah. And a lot of us are aware of that, that are in those fields and those related fields, are aware that we are here because we have some problems that said we would be good at this. Mm-hmm. We have lots of experience. You can relate to your clients. Or you can relate to dealing with lots of problems yeah. all the time. So, in uh-huh. case. Continue. Um I was trying to figure out why I was depressed. I did figure out from that experience that there were people that try to help. They might not know what they're doing, but they are trying and they would like to help. Yes. He was sincere. And that there's different ways of trying to figure that out. I'm not sure any of those worked. What were some ways that he tried to help you in high school? I don't, I don't remember that that much except I do remember him talking to me um 
I do remember that he'd have me like do drawings, mm-hmm. which is very typical of a school psychologist. Mm-hmm. I remember I got out of uh, a class part of the time, and basically, if you had to go to the school psychologist, um, your shop teacher wasn't asking any questions. <laughs> it was just like, oh, yeah, you got to go. Okay. Bye. See ya. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say it was terribly helpful, but it... It wasn't a bad experience either. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice if it was helpful. That would have been great. I think that first experience was kind of like my first experience where it was, this is a thing that exists and this is the way that I am capable of interacting with it. And from there, you can make your own decisions about whether or not you want to engage that option again. And you chose to and I chose not to, but it was that formative experience of, here is what this thing is. Right. You can choose to do that, and it will also be driven by your need. Mm-hmm. And in my case, my need was fairly prominent. Yes. The depression remained, and, and like any chronic disease, it came and went uh, in its acuteness. Yes. So... I would go back and find a, you know, I would find another therapist. And mostly I had some pretty good experiences. I did have some real jackasses along the way that I didn't keep. Good for you. Yeah. You have to fire the ones that don't work. Yes. Don't keep those. Mm Mm-hmm. Get rid of them. Yes. Looking back on it, I can clearly understand now that it it was hugely a part of my gender issues. Who I was was not, like I said, um, what I was assigned. And it was a very unhappy situation. Mm -hmm. And although I had found some books when I was in about, mm, like maybe about 13, 14 years old, about that age of school, I, I had found some books at the library that were about transition. Mm-hmm. And... I, there was like two or three of them that mm-hmm. had any reference to transition in there. Right. And I don't have any recollection of how I found them or how what made me go seek them or anything like that. Okay. But I do know that I found those and I, you know, got those books over and over and looked at those parts of those books, you know, whatever sections there were that were about transition. And I really wanted that, but it seemed like one of those things that was really, really far reach. You know, it was in this couple of few books at the end of the, one of the few chapters or the part of the chapters or whatever. It wasn't something that there was a lot of, and I didn't think I'd be able to get to it. So some, at some point, I just put it on some shelf that was going to get really dusty along the way. It wasn't even the back burner. It was just... No, it was the back of the pantry. It, it was way back there in this in your storage, brain. yeah. Yeah. And instead, I struggled a lot with depression and just not wanting to kill myself, you know. And, and it's not that I, I knew I knew I wasn't going to kill myself, but it was terrible that I just wanted to. I just didn't want to be. And... Uh, it was really an awful feeling mm-hmm. because 
not that killing yourself is a good idea, but most anything is just easier if you want to do it that you can. And I wasn't going to, but it's a terrible thing to have to feel like you want to. Yeah. That, that's not one of those things. It's not like, oh, I'd like to eat some chocolate, but I'm on a diet, so I won't. It's not like that. No. It's it's really terrible. And mm-hmm. I came and went with that often enough. Um, and what therapy was at that point was a, a safe place to be that desperate person with those feelings. Because friends can be supportive, but you risk alienating them if you get too desperate or too needy or too expressive. Right. And so there's that safety of having a professional whose job it is to help you deal with that expression. Right. And you can say things to the therapist when you do feel comfortable with them and they're not the jackass you have to fire. Yes. You can say things to that person because it is their job and you have come to them for this professional assistance that you can't say to those friends and maybe the friends can't say things to you and they don't have the same resources or skills that the therapist has. They want to help you. They don't want to offend you. Your friends do, you know, Mm -hmm. and therapist wants to help you and you won't feel offended because they're not your friend. No. Um, they're your helper. They can tell you hard things. They can. They can tell you um, different types of skills. And certainly one of the most helpful things I ever did at, at one of my very, very worst points of depression was I found meds. Yes. And I found them because some of my very good friends, who I was also in college with, mm-hmm. also found them mm-hmm. and said, Wow antidepressants are excellent. (laughs) I don't feel like dying now. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And I, I tried them and I thought, and I'm on a fairly, you know, older one, although lots of newer ones are made because they're taking things out that are side effects. So there's Uh lots of choices of, of medication assistance that are helpful to all, you know, different types of people depending on their particular needs or genetics or whatnot. And and I thought, holy crap, somebody should have gave this to me years ago. Uh-huh. This is great. And this was when you were not even considering transition at this point. You were just getting through college and at this point, living that, as a queer. That whole thing that had gotten in the back of the storage shed was full of dust and have more crap sitting on top of it. And I didn't even remember it was back there. You were a butch dyke getting your degree. Yes. So that's what I did. You know, I, I, I was happy to take the meds and being able to cope so much better. And as I, as I did feel better and, and got going, I did decide I got some clarity out of that, and I did decide that I did want to try to transition. But the situation of my life at that point, my other surrounding circumstances were not conducive to that. It was there was more information about it mm-hmm. everywhere around me. I was mm-hmm. I was in San Francisco going yeah. to school. So there was plenty of information. Yeah. And it was becoming um, 
something people talked about and at least in San Francisco. <laughs> yes, you could find like the SF Weekly, which is like a little local newspaper, one of the free papers and stuff like that. There'd be articles and, you know, and I thought I'm ready to do this and there was places to go for it. And I did start talking to a therapist and a doctor at a uh, gender clinic there. And then I was moving out of California and and at that point, you were very new in your career, and you were fairly new in your relationship, and there was just too much going on. There was, and my relationship wasn't completely unsupportive. It just wasn't supportive. Like this time, I knew when I when I figured it out, when I when it dawned on me again, I don't have to live like this. I can transition. I didn't have to be concerned that you were going to have a problem with that. Why would I have a problem with that? Lots of people do. We all know that. That's another yeah, reason to go to therapy. I know. But that you wouldn't. So that was not a concern to me at all. As mm -hmm. a matter of fact, it was an encouragement because I knew you wouldn't have any problem at all with it. And I could just go ahead and do what I needed to. Please be happy. Yes, I like that. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. So... I was moving out of state for um, reasons that my then spouse also needed to, to move and the housing in San Francisco. And I didn't really want to live there anyway. I just was finishing school. And I thought, well, I could do this now before I go to a new place and, you know, everything. But it, I couldn't get enough traction on it with the support that I, I would really have to gather and the support that my relationship needed and my commitment to that and just, I didn't get there. Right. I just didn't get there. Um, certainly, uh, it, is, it could be a good time to do it between. Life transitions are a good time could to be. do gender transitions. But there's this whole money thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that can also be a deterrent. Now, and being, being that I had been adaptable up to that point um, in surviving, I survived. That's what I did. I, I think given your current state and the, the life that you were able to build for yourself, I think you did a whole lot more than survive. And I think it's because of those tools and behavioral adaptations that you had been able to learn from therapy, that you were able to make such a good life for yourself, even without this big piece of what should be was still missing. That's a very, those are very good points. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. And certainly the support of the medication was still there. And so I didn't have to feel quite so constantly desperate. Mm -hmm. It remained that I was unhappy about being labeled a female that always remained. So going back to therapy, you know, I, I also use therapy for divorce support. Mm -hmm. When that relationship knew, had become unsupportive enough that it just wasn't working anymore. Right. And I knew I was ready to make some changes. And again, I'm just going to reference that making changes is, is a big deal and transition is a huge change. There's not one I can think of that's bigger. Nope. Unless you're becoming president or something. Hopefully you had therapy. But in any case, 
so going when I went decided to go ahead and and transition again and was having trouble getting the medical part lined up and it was driving me a little nuts um I remembered when you're ready to change what's making you crazy you're overwhelmed you can get help it's called therapy yes yep yes and because it works for me off I went I Yay. found a therapist and I went there you did. Yeah, originally I didn't want any therapists because at the beginning of transition, it was this whole idea of the therapist is a gatekeeper. Yeah, and it still is in some states. Like in some places, the the endocrinologists are going to want the reference letter from the therapist. Mm -hmm. And some people still follow pretty strictly the original Harry Benjamin standards of care. Mm -hmm. And a lot of doctors are moving to a more informed consent model. But that's not the case everywhere. Most clinics are. Most gender clinics are. Yes. But other doctors may not. And you didn't want to be stuck with a gatekeeper. I didn't want a fake therapist. I only wanted therapy if I really needed therapy. Mm-hmm. I didn't want therapy because I was transitioning. Yes. And I've had a lot of therapy in my life. So until I needed it, I didn't seek it. Right. If you're not sure you need therapy, it could be a good idea to find out by, by getting one and checking. Yes. Yeah. Which is what I did if in that's high school. An option. Yeah, mm -hmm. you go and you see, is this going to be beneficial to me? And if it seems like it is, then yay, keep doing it. And if not, there's no harm in saying, I tried this, now I can try something else. Right. It can also be really important for couples because not all couples are like us uh, and have the ease of adaptation to transition mm -hmm. and we just as we were gonna get this podcast together to record i pointed out to you a, a new youtube video came out from uh tiffany electric dade's wife and and she was talking about the importance of therapy mm -hmm. yes she was and not just for herself in adapting from having been a lesbian wife, but now being a wife with a husband, mm -hmm. but then also to help her and her husband handle their relationship as so much was changing within each of them individually. Right. So that, that can be very important to look at too. And you might want to find other information about getting support as couples. Yes. Couples therapy is good, especially if you can find one that's gender intelligent. Right. Or experienced. Yes. Or both. So therapy is good. Therapy can be good. Therapy can be useful. If it's not, change it. Yep. Yay. Is that it for today? Mm, yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. 
If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Happy dance. Happy dance. I don't think I'm ready for a dance. I'm trying not to yawn, though. Okay. If that counts. That works. Okay. <laughs> I do that with my kindergartners. Do a whole lot of things with the kindergartners that are all... Copy me right now. Put your hands up. Put your hands down. Put your hands out. In. On your shoulders. On your tummy. On your chest. You might need Happy some dance. therapy Happy for dance. this. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a problem. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the ankle biters have taken over your life. Oh, they do. Do you feel I'm like sorry. you need therapy now? <laughs> oh, I think I'm good. Okay. I think I'm capable of solving my own problem at this moment. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs>